Good afternoon, everybody out there in Internet Radio Land. Welcome to my show, Gods and Goddesses. It's a beautiful Saturday afternoon here in sunny San Antonio. The sun's going down, about to disappear over the treetops behind our backyard. And this morning I was a little bit busy with my supervisor. He came over and helped me put some fresh picket fence panels on our back fence where we had holes before our one of our dogs, by the way, might be coming through here and with a patio, and I might take a few seconds off to accommodate them so they go out in the backyard and do their thing, you know. But I put these panels on with my... I Actually, I didn't do it. My supervisor did. I provided everything, and he did all the hammering, and it look, looks really good now. I'm looking out back there, and there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine boards that we put on. And anyway, so how have you been this last week? Well, I hope. You know, I wanted to tell you something that's been on my mind, and I don't know if it's true or not. There's no way of knowing for sure unless I ask this one person. And I say this with all humility because you might know by now that I'm a very humble person. And I've talked a lot in my previous shows about being a soul, that we're all souls. We have a spirit, and the soul is the brain of the spirit, just like the physical brain works the physical body, right? Anyway... You remember the band Van Halen? Well, I certainly do, because back in the 70s, I used to idolize them. Before I got on the path of righteousness, and I was, say, born again. And I was okay back then. You know, I was living with my parents. I thought, and actually, at the time I first heard them, I had moved out and was living on my own. And I thought they were... It's absolutely incredible. I was obsessed with them. I thought they were so good. I lived, ate, breathed Van Halen back in the 70s. And I worked in a hotel in San Diego, one of the finest hotels, the Hyatt on Mission Bay. there for a little over six years and one day Van Halen came to play in San Diego and their tour was outside and they had some bags and I went and got their bags with the help of I think one or other dogs that's what we usually did you know we got like tour buses Japanese came to visit San Diego they had maybe one or two, three buses and a hundred bags or more. And we would take them up to the rooms and get a set fee, like a dollar a bag. And then we were helping other people at the same time, regular people that came down for the weekend or people on business trips. And we would take their bags, take them up to the room and get a nice tip, sometimes $5. Altogether, we'd make maybe $40, $50 a day, depending on how you were, if you were, professional. I worked with some guys and they were had been doing it all their lives and I'd only been doing it for a few years. But my father helped get me the job. There was a bell captain there by the name of James Barnett. And he was a high roller, he used to go to Las Vegas and he had all these fancy suits he would wear and jewelry and smoke cigars and he was a high roller and he'd go to bed and he used to get a lot of money as the bell captain there at the Hyatt Hotel. Well, so the Van Halen tour bus pulls in one day, and wow, I was beside myself. You know, here are my heroes that I was idolizing. And I got their bags and on a cart. I'm pulling this cart and lifting it up on the curb. And I pull the front wheels up and go around to lift up the back wheels. I look over to my left, and David Lee Roth is standing next to the bus looking at me. And the look on his face, the look in his eyes is something I'll never, ever, ever forget. And that look was 
wow, look at you. I'm a rock star. And he was. I mean, he was number one in the world rock star. And look at you. You're a bellman. I can see your life is probably not going anywhere at the time. You're probably abusing alcohol, which I was back then. But his eyes spoke more than that because David B. Ross, in my opinion, is an advanced soul. An advanced soul, a very talented man, a skillful person. And he learned to fly a helicopter, he did rock climbing. An awesome guy, really awesome. And just in those two seconds when our eyes locked, there was a lot of information transferred. And I think he knew at the time that I was an old soul, an advanced soul, like he was. And I pulled the bags around the side of the hotel and came out to the front on the other side, on the back, I mean. And he came walking up behind me. So I started up a conversation with him. Later that night, I would see them in concert. I got a ticket to go see them. And it was an incredible, amazing concert. Afterwards, I walked down the path inside the hotel with Michael Anthony, the bass player, and he had a bottle of Jack Daniels. And I wasn't supposed to be there because you're not supposed to fraternize with the guests, but uh, I kind of felt like um, there was an exception. They had made an exception for me. I can't explain all the details, but I asked him if he would let me take a drink from the bottle of Jack Daniels, and he said, sure. And I drank from Michael Anthony, the great and wonderful bass player from Van Halen. Now he's touring with Sammy Hagar. He is an awesome bass player, just so full of energy, a really nice, friendly guy. But anyway, when David was walking behind me, David Lee Ross, I, that's the conversation I struck up with him. I said, um, do you like Judas Priest? Because Judas Priest was also one of my favorite bands at the time. I was into rock and roll, heavy metal. And he said, yeah, they're all right. I said, who's your favorite band? He said, Deep Purple. And I forget what else I said. Uh, there was so much. Uh, there was only a few seconds. And later on, I, as I took the bags upstairs, I saw Alex. who was in his room. I put his bag inside. And he said, hey, man, where can I get a Camaro? I said, well, we work with Donald Renica. I can give him a call and see if they've got one. I don't think they do. And I forget exactly what happened. I think I put him in touch with Donald Renica. He got a, a rental car from them. Anyway, so you remember that song, Jump, by Van Halen, 1984? At that time, I was in the Army in Germany. I joined in 1982, so it was fast-forward like a few years. But in that song, David Lee Roth, when he sang, he said, you got to, you got to, I've seen the toughest soul around and I think if you look at the lyrics for that song in the internet, it doesn't say that. But if you listen to the song and if you watch him when he's singing it on YouTube, he actually says that. I've seen the toughest soul around. And I just know he was talking about me. So there is a rock star, the number one rock star in the world. And he considered me as a toughest. Now, I think I might be right. This is something that I've thought about. And I'm saying this kind of more for me as a way to find myself, even though I might be an advanced soul. I think I am. Other people are not so advanced in respect to that, only because they haven't their souls, you know, big and how old the universe is, you know, from the moment the first solar system was created, after the first galaxy was created, and then another galaxy began forming one solar system after time, becomes a dog. Right.
That was my wife. She was going to let out a dog, but I guess they didn't want to come out here. My wife is another, what I consider an old soul. You know, we can't remember our past lives because we're made to forget, believe it or not. Simply put, easy to understand, there's no nothing complex about that we were made to forget. And this world, this planet that we're born, we were born into, we made to forget because this learning environment is very special, specific learning environment, where we're learning basic social values. And we have been for this what's going on in the past. So this is not an evolved world. We're evolving. The planet's evolving. Believe it or not, planets are cosmic beings in and of their own rights. You know what I mean? Planets are also evolving. Some planets are more evolved than others. And, and then host the, the indigenous species to that planet, if you know what I mean. Going back to David, and I still watch him on YouTube, and he was on the the Video Music Awards recently. I don't think he's touring anymore. He might have a medical condition. But I, I know that he meant, and I know he meant me, and, and these bands, they, they don't have, hold on, please. I'm getting a lot of here all around. Dogs came out. And as I mentioned to you in the beginning, okay, I'm, being, I'm trying to be humble about this. I just wanted to talk about it. I'm kind of blowing my own horn, so to speak. Do that yourself. You're feeling it, you know? And I know when he said he saw the type of soul around, he saw me. Just in those few moments that I was explaining previously, when we looked at each other in each other's eyes, in that distance, and I've never seen anyone with eyes like that before. The way he looked at me, never seen anybody look at me that way. It wasn't just the look on his face, it was his eyes. It was a man that, in my opinion, as I said, is an advanced soul. And I felt a kinship, like we knew each other. I just realized that. Because where we come from, before we were born into this world, before we were born into worlds, we have an existence in the spirit lands, if you will, where we live in spirit. And I think that he was a member of my soul group. And that's true. We're divided into the levels of our soul's evolution in the spirit lands. So you can't, if you're a young soul and you've only had maybe one life or two lives or ten lives, then you're going to be grouped with souls of that. It's like being in the first, second, third grade, you know. You're not going to be in the 10th grade if you've only just completed two grades of school, you know. That's a perfect way to describe it. And it's nothing bad. We're still all souls. We're all beings. We're all sentient beings. This is some are older than others, you know. Here on Earth, we might be 70, 80 years old, and maybe we don't like to be told to do anything by a five or a 10 year old, but it's possible that those five and 10 year olds or 15 year old or someone who's maybe 50, 60, 70 years younger than us are more evolved than us, that their souls are more evolved than us, you know? And I probably won't talk about this again, but I just thought I'd, for my own benefit and just for your information, I, I believe that I'm an advanced soul. Now, whether I'm the toughest soul around, I don't know. I hope now people don't try to kill me because I've said that. You know what I mean? And that's not Jesus. I'm, I like to compare myself to Jesus sometimes. I can compare you to Jesus who walked this earth. He was an extremely advanced soul, more advanced than I am, I think. And he said that you are gods. We're all our gods. If you can die, my friends, now think about this logically, if you can die, if, if you can, I'm not being morbid in any way, if you can, if you have that potential, that possibility to die, 
then you are a god in the making. There's no other reason why you would be here. What you do as a soul on a soul's journey is travel from one planet to another around this universe. Oh, my God, my friends, the universe is so large. Have you ever seen pictures from the Hubble Space Telescope? Some are just filled with millions of stars out there, which are suns, entire solar systems, you know? But all we can see is just those little pinpricks of light in the distance, but millions of them. Carl Sagan, the great physicist, once said that he thought there are more grains of sand on every beach on Earth than there are, or that there are more stars in the sky than there are grains of sand on every beach on planet Earth. Now, I think that's a little bit too much. Maybe take about a portion of a beach, maybe 100, 100 square meters of a sandy beach. That's what I would say, down to about maybe five feet. Single, a single grain of sand. That's what he said in his movie Cosmos. Check it out. If you haven't seen it, it's a beautiful, kind of like documentary film. Carl Sagan, may God bless his soul. You know, he's recently passed away, I think 10, 15 years ago, actually. He was a brilliant man, very brilliant. And that's quite a statement to make. So the point is that we are, we belong to a very, very large universe. Incredibly large with stars. I'm looking at our star over in the distance. We call it the sun, but it's also a star. It's a G2 main sequence white dwarf star. Or is it yellow dwarf up again? Anyway, so we are souls on the soul's journey. And through that process of reincarnation, some people don't believe in it. I had a supervisor. He said, I don't believe in reincarnation. Well, you're entitled to your beliefs. One day we will find out, just like an eagle song in the long run, we'll find out in the long run what I mean by that, I guess, is that when we get to the spirit lands, then we'll know all of a sudden that veil will be lifted and you realize who you are. Your memories of all your past lives will come back. You'll have instant access to universal knowledge. All your questions will be answered. But then you realize, well, this is what I've learned from other people in books that I've read. People have had near-death experiences. Now that you're here on planet Earth or any other planet in the universe, it's a great and wonderful opportunity to learn as much as you can to take that with you because you can't take anything physical. You can't take the money with you, you know? And I know that humility is a, is a very important part of who we are as we go through life. But, you know, this is my radio show. I can talk about whatever I want to talk about. And as I said, whether it's true or not, I don't know. But I do know that I had a brief encounter with David Lee Roth, and I respect him. I, I adore him. I think, I mean, platonic kind of love. You know, I think he's just a wonderful person. He kind of went down the wrong path, you know. Um, I know that he was a hard-parting rock and roller and taking drugs and drinking, and uh, he kind of shook that habit and got into some more kind of challenging physical pursuits, as I mentioned, climbing rocks and mountains and flying helicopters. Wouldn't that be cool if going to fly a helicopter? That machine, you know, if you can do that, you know that you are well-coordinated and you're very brave too, you know, to leave the ground and risk life and limb, you know, just for the sake of flying. It's a, a noble, I would call a noble kind of and very brave pursuit. It's like riding a motorcycle is a very brave thing to do also. Well, I feel better now. I think, that, hey, maybe I am an advanced soul after all. You know, David Lee Roth, I know they're singing about me in that song, Jump. You got to talk. 
cups seem to toughness all around. And I know, baby, just how you feel. You got to roll, roll, roll with the punches and get the words real. Now, some think maybe that he's talking about a woman. But these guys, they, they talk about whatever they want to talk about. They sing about whatever they want to sing about. Eddie Van Halen. I remember him sitting outside the hotel lobby. And they saw me. I saw them. And they were sitting together. Uh, Alex and, and Eddie, and they were brushing each other's hair. And I, I was like, wow, I've never seen that before. Brushing each other's hair. Cool, really, two super cool guys. You couldn't meet the two cooler guys than they were together, Eddie and Alex. Now, Eddie's recently passed away. I know I'll see him in the spirit lands in heaven. And they've got quite a band there, you know. They could belong to the heavenly choir around the throne room of the mother and father. And Jesus, who died on the cross. You want your own throne next to them in heaven? Read the book, The Final Quest. It talks about being there in the throne room. And you have to be knowledgeable enough and advanced enough to get your own throne. And that's a great place to be because that is where all the action is. They're in the throne room. There are angels flying around. The most advanced souls is having a great time, joyful, laughing, loving each other, saying great and wonderful things. Of course, practice is a little different there, you know, because we shed our physical bodies. And then there, if I'm not mistaken, from what I've learned from other people, reading books, it's a process which can be described kind of like telepathy. And it's wonderful. And the colors are just so intense. And the power and the energy from the throne room of the mother and father God, lightning and thunder. Just like um, in that song, Revelation, the Revelation song by... Phillips and Dean, I forget the other person's name. He goes, um, uh, flashes of lightning, rolls of thunder, and, and energy. It's like a kind of energy that that sucks in and blows out, and, and the light is so brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. I mean, it's like looking into the sun, like maybe multiply that by ten times, the light of the mother and father God, because there are they are very, very advanced souls. The bottom line, they had a, a previous existence like what we're having right now. You see, it's all a process of evolution. Their souls is like we are. They created our souls and spirits. And they did that by, you need a male and female to, in order to create, right? We've seen that here on Earth with male and female reproduction. Babies are created and born, and that's the way it works. It's the same all throughout the universe and in the spirit lands, too. A male spirit and a female spirit can get together. Isn't that surprising? And Hey, that's something to look forward to, right? You can have what is known as sex in the spirit lands. But it's more than that. It's a merging of spirits. It's where you become one. It's like the supreme creator of the universe. And when you become one and then separate, it's an amazing thing. But when you are one, when you think in synchronicity and speak words, that's how you create, in my opinion. That's how spirit children are created. And they almost come out of their mouths. They're born, you know, from the mouths, from the words, really. And I just can't tell you exactly what words they speak, but let your imagination be your guide. I mean, you heard, let there be light, same kind of principle, let there be water, let there be trees, whatever, you know? Synchronicity of thought and synchronicity of words. You know, the power of the spoken words, it says so in the Bible, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and nothing was created without the Word. Well, it says it right there in the Bible. I mean, you just got to think about it a little bit more to understand what that means. And how powerful our words can be. We're like babies learning how to use our words. And there's a lot of negativity going around, too. You know, that's why we should always 
speak positive words. It behooves us to speak positivity instead of negativity. I find myself also thinking and saying negative things sometimes, sometimes in jest, you know, nothing too serious, but words are put up into the atmosphere and they create or destroy. So are you a creator or a destroyer, my friends, with your words? It behooves all of us to be creators because you contribute to the evolution of the human species and our planet. And we're going through some very difficult times now with the pandemic. Recently, it's waning. It'll go away. Um, maybe not entirely. Soon, hopefully. But in the past, I mean, we had the Spanish flu after World War One. That makes you think, right? Immediately, even before World War One ended, that Spanish flu hit. Does it make you think that perhaps that was something the creator of this world, the mother and father God, might have implemented or initiated, if you will? War is never a good thing, is it? It might feed the military-industrial complex all throughout the world, you know, and the different governments and countries. But what's that song? War. Say it again. What's it good for? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> Say it again. War. What's it good for? Absolutely nothing. Tell your fellow brother and sister in spirit just because you disagree. Maybe you don't even know the person. You're just doing it for someone else to send you off to war. You know, I don't want to die. Do you? You know, in a war, especially in Vietnam, 58,000 Americans died. Now, I support having an army because I think we need kind of like the policemen. We're the policemen of the world, if you will. We need police. I never so much realized that than I did when my wife got into a car accident back in June. And we were standing around, like, waiting for the policeman. And I was thinking to myself, you know, they're talking about defunding the police. That's not a good idea. You need policemen. You need them to clean up accidents, too. They talked with one, that one policeman. He does an injustice by finding my wife at fault when... She got hit by this car that was doing an illegal U-turn. Unfortunately, none of us, including him, saw the no-U-turn sign there. It's between from where the accident happened until one week afterwards when I went back and looked. But I wound up talking to him because I was angry, you know. My insurance eventually wound up paying for their repairs and my wife's repairs, which totaled about $7,000. But we had a, a reckoning, and... We spoke with him, and he was saying, you know, I'm not going to change the report. My life is like I come to a scene of an accident. It's absolutely chaos. Sometimes people are bleeding. You've got to direct traffic. And I said, okay, I understand. You know, something like a, a minor car accident where no one's injured, it's really no big deal for a policeman. It was for me, for us, because it meant a lot of money. But I realized just how how much policemen are needed, and they don't get paid nearly enough. You know, it's unfortunate. Well, my friends, the sun's gone down. It's getting a little bit colder right now. I was going to sing some songs for you. Um, how about I just... There's a song by the Eagles called Tequila Sunrise. It's one of my favorite songs. Uh, I used to drink tequila at one time. I don't anymore. But I think what they're talking about in that song is that um, there are some people that like to drink, you know, drink all night. I say drink in moderation if you're going to drink. But um, always have it under control. You know, don't let it get the best of you, like it did me one time and my parents too. May God bless your souls. I mean, they're probably rehabilitating in the spirit land because of if they haven't already done so because of their lives on Earth. But they uh, suffered from PTSD. You know, there were World War II babies. And you know what I mean? PTSD is a nasty thing. It can not only be associated with war, but other things, you know, personal trauma, 
car accidents, um, whatever, you know, seeing somebody die, that kind of thing. So this one, um, I was going to sing a song to you last week, and I remembered it, and I forgot it again. But I've got so many songs here I'm trying to get through. I don't want to sing anything I've already sang before on previous shows, like last week. But let me start this song up, and I'll sing it to you. It gives me practice, because I'm going to be singing with the choir tomorrow. Actually, I'm going to, I'm going to change this around. I'm going to sing Fire and Rain by James Taylor, because I plan on doing that. So I'll do this first, and then maybe I'll sing Feel Sunrise. So many, there's several I, I was thinking of doing before, so that might might get to that. Anyway, let me see how it's going. Okay, it's about ready to start. James Taylor, Fire and Rain, good song. Okay. Just yesterday morning, they let me know you were gone. Suzanne, the plans they made put an end to you. I woke up this morning and I wrote down the song. I just can't remember who to send it to. I've seen fire and I've seen rain. I've seen sunny days that I thought would never end. I've seen times when I could not find a friend, but I always thought that I'd see you again. Won't you look down upon me, Jesus? You gotta help me make a stand, please. Just gotta see me through another day. My body's aching and my time is I won't make it any other way. I've seen fire. I've seen rain. I've seen sunny days that I thought wouldn't happen. I've seen lonely times when I could not find a friend. But I always thought that I'd see you again. Been walking my mind to an easy line, a back turn towards the sun. Lord knows when the cold wind blows, it'll turn your head around. But there's hours of time on the telephone line to talk about things to come. Sweet dreams and flying machines and pieces on the ground. Oh, I've seen fire and I've seen rain. I've seen sunny days that I thought would never end. I've seen lonely times when I could not find a friend. But I always thought that I'd see you again. Thought I'd see you one more time again. There's just a few things coming my way this time around me now. Thought I'd see you, thought I'd see you, firing rain now. Firing Rain, James Taylor. Now, let me, I'll do Tequila Sunlight. Now, this is how I was going to do it, so I'll do that now. What? No walking. Doing my show, please. No walking, walking. It's another tequila sunrise 
staring slowly across the sky. The goodbye. He was just a hired hand, working on the dreams he planned to try. The days go by. Every night when the sun goes down, just another lonely boy in town, and she's out running round. She wasn't just another woman, and I couldn't keep from coming on. Been so long. Oh, and it's a hollow feeling when it comes down to cheating friends. It never ends. Take another shot of courage Wonder why the right words never come You just get numb It's another tequila sunrise This old world still looks the same. Another frame. Well, you feel a sunrise by the ego. Here's a song I was thinking of doing, Stairway to Heaven by Led Zeppelin. How am I doing on time? Let's see. 39. Okay, I got time. Okay, there's a song by Led Zeppelin called Stairway to Heaven, a very beautiful song. I've got to turn the volume down. Very beautiful song. Some heavy metal rock bands have got these beautiful songs. You wouldn't think that they had that side to them, but they do. There's a lady who's sure all that glitters is gold, and she's buying a stairway to heaven. When she gets there, she knows if the stores are all closed, with a word she can get what she came for. Ooh. And she's buying a stairway to heaven. There's a sign on the wall, but she wants to be sure. Because you know sometimes words have two meanings. In a tree by the brook, there's a songbird who sings. Sometimes all of our thoughts are misgiven. Oh, it makes me wonder. 
There's a feeling I get when I look to the west and my spirit is crying for leaving. In my thoughts I have seen rings of smoke through the trees and the voices of those who stand looking. Ooh, it makes me wonder Ooh, really makes me wonder And this whisper that soon If we all call the tune Then the piper will lead us to reason, and a new day will dawn for those who stand long, and the forest will echo with laughter. If there's a bustle in your hedgerow, don't be alarmed now. It's just a spring clean for the May Queen. Yes, there are two paths you can go by, but in the long run, there's still time to change the road on. I hope so. And it makes me wonder. Whoa, 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 whoa. Your head is humming and it won't go, in case you don't know. The piper's calling you to join him. Dear lady, can you hear the wind blow? And did you know your stairway lies on the whispering wind? And as we wind on down the road, our shadows taller than our souls, there walks lady we all know, who shines white light and wants to show how everything so turns to gold. And if you listen very hard, the tune will come to you at last when all is one and one is all. To be a rock and not to roll. 
and she's buying a stairway to heaven. Well, my friends, I sang that song about a dozen times. No, not that many, about several times. But the Wounded Warriors on Fort Sam Houston. Actually, the first few times I sang it, it was hard. Because when you're talking about heaven, you know, kind of gets people's attention. By the way, I'm not looking at any of the words when I'm singing these songs. This is all by memory. And... Anyway, so how am I doing on time? What is it? At about 10 minutes, I think. Time for maybe two more songs. So indeed, that is six minutes. Okay, thank you. Six yeah. minutes. So it's the time. Time for one more song, I think. Let me find one. A song by Kansas called Dust in the Wind. A song from back in the 70s. Very beautiful song. Probably you've heard it before. Heard it before. I close my eyes. Only for a moment, and the moment's gone. All my dreams pass before my eyes of curiosity. Dust in the wind. All we are is dust in the wind. Same old song. Just a drop of water in an endless sea. All we do crumbles to the ground, though we refuse to see. Dust in the wind. All we are is dust in the wind. Oh. Now don't hang on. Nothing lasts forever but the earth and sky. It slips away. And all your money won't another minute buy. Dust in the wind. All we are is dust in the wind. Dust in the wind. Everything is dust in the wind. Song by Kansas. I saw them in concert. They were a very, very good band. They were all very skilled and talented musicians. Excellent musicians, all of them. It's amazing how some some guys they just I guess through practice you know and playing in front of people they just turn out to be just incredible musicians. It's amazing. I can't play an instrument myself. You know, my voice is my instrument. Anyway, now I think I've got a song that I'm going to sing, and they'll take us out, take me out, and then I'll say goodbye. So let me get this going. This is a song by Jim Croce. I've got a name. 
the words speak for themselves, you know. Like the pine trees lining the winding road, I've got a name, I've got a name. Like the singing bird and the croaking toad, I've got a name, I've got a name. And I carry it with me like my daddy did, but I'm living the dream that he kept his. Moving me down the highway, rolling me down the highway, moving ahead so life won't pass me by. Well, that's it. I've got 60 seconds, my friends. Thank you for listening. I think tonight is the night that they've asked that everybody go out and look up at the sky, at the stars, and think of universal brotherhood. You know we're not alone. So try to make contact by yourself. Just recognize that we're one universe, one people, one species, one sentient being, so to speak. I love you. Thanks for listening. Take good care. And may the creator of the universe bless us all, everybody. See you next week. Bye-bye.